You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle, and Create a Life You Love. After infidelity or betrayal, have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. We're going to have a really good show today. We're going to talk about emotional detox. It doesn't matter if you have been through infidelity and betrayal, if you've been through some other kind of personal betrayal or what. When you have such an intense emotional experience, like any kind of betrayal, you need to detox those emotions. And, and I hear you saying, yes, I know we need to detox those emotions, but what does that really mean? And, and how do you do it? And how, how do you know when enough is enough and how often and all of that good stuff? Well, lucky for you, I have Sherryanna Boyle as my guest today. And she is the author of the new book, Emotional Detox Now, that is actually coming out February 8th. And she's also doing an Emotional Detox Now Summit. And yes, I am honored to be one of the presenters on her summit. So first and foremost, yes, you will want to attend and to join that summit but also you will really want to pay attention to, to today's show and to her wisdom, words of wisdom so you can start emotionally detoxing from infidelity, from betrayal, from anything that's been going on in your life now. So with that, welcome to the show, Sherryana. It's so good to see you and to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I, I, I love your work and your one your interview on the summit was so great. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with the world for sure. So let's start kind of from the beginning here. Emotional detox. What happens when we're in an emotionally charged situation, and why is it important to detox from that? Sure. So an emotional detox is, it's similar to a physical detox. You're looking to get rid of something, right? So in a physical detox, we're getting rid of pesticides. We're getting rid of chemicals. We're getting rid of sugar, alcohol, whatever it is that you're choosing to detox. When it comes to an emotional detox, we are also getting rid of something, but I just want to be clear. It's not your emotions. (laughs) It is your reactions. So how we react to what we feel, and that happens in in a number of ways and on a number number of different levels. I mean, as you know, some people have really strong reactions, and they'll do anything but feel. They'll, They'll destroy their lives before they let themselves feel anything, while other people will, you know, it might be a little bit quieter and might not be as noticeable. And sometimes that can be really tricky because it's not so obvious, but they too might have ways that they suppress what they feel. And sometimes it's with food, you know, things like that, or, um, or maybe just people pleasing. But that's what, that's what we're doing. We're clearing the reactions, the ways we've learned to manage or control our emotions so that we can actually start to feel them. And we can get to know how valuable they are and how resourceful they are when we allow them to exist. Yeah. Boy, I mean, I, I hear you on all of that, but feeling emotions really can be scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When did you, did you up? Yeah. I, I'd love you to go a little bit, you know, more in depth around that, around the importance mm-hmm. of feeling them. But also, how do we manage them so they don't overwhelm us? Because mm-hmm. I, I know in my own infidelity journey, but in other times too, it's 
such this volcano of emotions in it it does overtake you and and i remember just mm-hmm. thinking when will this crying stop when mm-hmm. will this stop because it just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming mm-hmm. that's a good question and so what you're talking about is trauma right i mean there are different levels of of what we're talking about in terms of reactivity there's someone who has been through a traumatic experience, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual, you know, a a true breakdown. And absolutely that can be overwhelming. And, and you have to begin to understand the difference between, am I reacting or am I healing? Is this a healing cry or is this a, I'm re-traumatizing myself cry. And so, once you get to know what reactions are, that becomes easier. You know, that's what emotional detox is all about. This is actually the third emotional detox book of the series. <laughs> it's a very deep subject. And so you start to say, okay, this is a healing cry, which sounds like you might have had And I'm sure you had the re-traumatizing cries too. Um, we want that type of release for sure, because that's how the body, I mean, we know our, just our tears alone release stress hormones, right? Just the tears itself are designed to release stress from us. And, but if it goes into a cry where it's upsetting and rattling and you, you feel worse, not better, then you could be really retry, you might need some extra help to get through what you've been through at that point. So that that's one part of it. And I know you had a part of another part of your question. I, I'm sorry, I may have to repeat it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because there was a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I do appreciate you saying that difference between reacting versus healing, because we do Mm -hmm. need to heal our emotions to heal but you're right. There, there's a time where we can start spiraling ourselves into a situation that's actually worse <laughs> than before. And that's not healthy. You have to listen to your, your, your own inner guidance, which I know you teach a lot about and your own inner guide. I mean, I just know for me and my emotional detox journey, it, I kind of knew, right? You know, that's how I found the right therapist for me is I could feel it in my body. Okay, this this is this conversation is not I'm leaving this session feeling worse, right? And it's not to say everything needs to be rosy, but you do kind of learn what what's the right fit for you, right? And I for me, rehashing everything was always very hard for me to do, to go over everything Oh, a little bit can help because I think our stories are important and it's important for us to share that can serve the healing process. It can help somebody else heal. So there is, there is an, some importance to that, but it be, if it, when it becomes a narrative, when it becomes your identity, yes, then, then you could actually interrupt healing for sure. Right. So you're talking specifically about detoxing from the reactions. I'd like you to Mm -hmm. say more about reactions because we do react. And how do we know what is a reaction that we need to be detoxing from and what is just healthily letting our emotions flow? Mm -hmm. So the way I define reactions in the book and all three emotional detox books is how we make the uncomfortable comfortable. So again, how we make the uncomfortable comfortable. And there are so many ways that we do that. I mean, it's really endless. In fact, my the second emotional detox book, which is called Emotional Detox for Anxiety, I I define anxiety in that way. I I define anxiety as an emotion looking to be processed but can't because we won't let it. That makes so, so much sense. 
yeah, I'll say it again. An, an emotion, anxiety is, according to emotional detox or anxiety, an emotion looking to be processed but can't because we won't let it. We'll do anything. So it's resistance. And when there's resistance, you're going to have symptoms. You're going to have intensity. It's going to fuel everything. And so I know everyone, most of us have this belief that emotions are going to hurt us, that they're difficult to feel. But I'm going to say it's a heck of a lot more difficult not to feel. Because then you have to put the brakes on. You have to put walls up. You have to put your head in the sand, maybe go into denial. There's all sorts of behaviors around that. So it's far more destructive for yourself and others in your environment not to feel than it is to feel. And we have to get comfortable with that. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's, you know, our children are even doing it, Laura. I mean, I, even my own children, I have my youngest is 13 and I, just the other day in the car, I said to her, I said, you don't like to be uncomfortable. <laughs> nope. Right? You just, I, I got it. You, you do not like the, dis, the discomfort, you know, cause it's getting to a point where sometimes she gets so uncomfortable. She's like, Oh, I don't want to go in the store. I'll sit in the car. You know, this is how it starts subtly. You know, a lot of our children, because of this pandemic, they are having a hard time acclimating back into that because for some of them, they don't know much different. They didn't have enough life experience before this happened. Right. You know, us adults, we can remember, oh, I remember what it's like not to wear a mask. Oh, I remember what it's like to, you know, be and not worry about all this stuff. But some of our children, they don't remember. No, that's so. Yeah, they're avoiding, you know, and I can see it in my own kids. Oh, you know, I'm not going to go in the store today. I'm going to. I'm going to just hang out in the car and look at my phone. Well, that's another way. It's a habit. It becomes a habit that I'd rather avoid it. I'd rather not deal with it because it's uncomfortable. Because what if I see someone I know? Then what? I, I'm going to be uncomfortable, maybe, for 30 seconds. And I don't want to take that risk, so I'm going to skip it all together. This is happening all the time. And of course, we don't want to feel uncomfortable. I mean, that's the kicker. It's like, who who wakes up in the morning and says, I can't wait to be uncomfortable all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, our systems are not the same. We're bombarded by technology. I mean, just the electromagnetic energy alone is wearing on us. So, I mean, I, I don't want people to think, you know, we're all you know, just a bunch of wimps here. It's that our lifestyles and, and the amount that we're, that we have to be able to function. You have to be on computers for really long periods of time or phones and, and it, it does cause some wear and tear on our energy. I mean, they've proven that, you know, the lack of going outside in nature. And, and getting fresh air and exercise and things like that. So, and being with people, you know, we've been deprived mm-hmm. from a lot of things that give us energy. So it would make sense if somebody already feels like I don't have enough in my tank to be able to deal with that. And so even the small things seem big. Yeah. I, I like that you mentioned technology because I just had to take a few days off last week. And mm. when I got back to my inbox, it was so overwhelming. <laughs> and I would tell myself, like, it's okay, Laura. And then I would just feel so defeated. And then I would open an email and I would start to respond and then I'd quit. And then I'd open another one and I'd, you know, mark at high importance and then I'd quit. And then I'd open. And pretty soon I have, you know, 40 tabs open and nothing is accomplished. And it, it just felt so. It just felt so overwhelming. So my question is, how how do we start emotionally detoxing? How do we start letting go of some of these reactions? Because that reaction that I had of opening everything and not completing it, that's not healthy. Yeah. Where, where yeah. do we start? Well, that's, that's why I wrote this third emotional detox, because... People were asking that all the time. They would have a session with me 
or they'd read the book and they would say, well, just how do I do this? You know, that was the question. How do I have, how do I keep this going in my life? I know it feels better. And, and so number one, you have to have a practice, you know, um, some, a, a daily practice for cultivating your energy. And for me, it's emotional detox and the new book, emotional detox. Now I wrote 135 of them. So there's no shortage there. Wow. And so I just, you know, I pick up the books. Like, for example, I have a cleanse here. I call, well, first of all, I have to backtrack. Cleanse. I use the term cleanse. Cleanse is the acronym for the seven steps of an emotional detox. So when you say, how do, where do we start? Cleanse is a great place to start. It's a great place. It's a great daily practice. It's a great place to end your day, wherever you want to insert it. And the way it's designed is to be about 10, 12 minutes. And I really thought about, so I, I, I'm an adjunct psychology professor. So I, I love psychology and I used to work in the school systems as a school psychologist. And so. I always had that hat on when I'm writing because I think about those people in those positions like healthcare workers or even therapists, you know, cleanse is a great way to sort of open up your day, open up a dialogue. You know, my hope is my dream, Laura, is everybody just kind of take a moment, you know, in the book, you can open it up and you can say, okay, which cleanse do I want to try today? Like I have one here. I just opened it up. It says cleansing, um, not speaking up. Cleansing, not speaking up. So you're in a meeting, you have an idea, you don't share it, right? Somebody upsets you, it offends you, you don't say anything, right? We all know that's uncomfortable. Yep. And it also, it'll gnaw at us later and get mad, <laughs> right? And now we're in reactive mode, we're, we're pissed off, we're angry, we're ranting and raving and and most of all, we're mad at ourselves, right? I find, yes. yeah, yeah. So there's a cleanse here. Okay, this happened to you. Here it is. Step one is the C, clear reactivity. Step two is the L, look inward. That's where you identify what you're feeling, but you do it in a way without re-traumatizing yourself. It's a structure. Step three is called emit. That's when we bring in energy. And there's many tools and techniques for that. Step four is the A in the cleanse, activate. That's where now we've identified our feeling. We have started to clear the reactions around that. Now we're in activate. So now we can start to create something new. So activate is really what do I want to be focusing on? What do I, what do I want to be creating and cultivating? Maybe if it's not speaking up, then I, maybe what's looking to come through me is assertiveness, right? Yeah. Is confidence, right? Is inner strength, is, is trust, self love. So many things there. Then nourish. Nourish is about feeling it because you can't just think it. You have to feel it. So I give tips for that. And then surrender is the S in the cleanse, which is the surrender statement. And then ease is where you land. And that's you land in embodying the process. So those are the, the seven steps of cleanse. And so you basically, I, again, I guide you through and, and yeah, and then you feel better. Now you're more clear, right? And when we're, I mean, you used to be a lawyer, right, Laura? Yes. I mean, can you imagine cleansing before you go, go into a courtroom? Oh, right. It would make a world of difference. Right. Or, or having a meeting in a school system where everybody's about to meet with parents and, and, you know, we're all so tight and, and reactive. No wonder things aren't going well. <laughs> then we wonder, or, or we were like, Oh, thank God that went okay. I was so worried. I was so nervous. It's like, well, you know, these are opportunities. Let's all just sit together for a moment and, and cleanse this. Wow. And then let's have a conversation because what happens is the conversations become deeper. They become more meaningful. They become more compassionate and empathetic. And honestly, it, it, they become simple because I don't know about you that the worst thing is when I leave a meeting and I've got 10 more things on my plate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. It's really- right. Yeah. And, and, but those 10 more things on your plate could all be from reactivity. Yes. It yes. could be all the way everybody's managing their stress and anxiety. Okay. We manage it by delegating and adding more to everybody's plate. And that's called a recipe for burnout. Absolutely. I love these steps. And again, thinking about them in, um, in the whole infidelity, in the whole betrayal space. Mm. That's obviously a very reactive place. And that's mm. step one, clear reactivity. What happens? You know, I mean, for all, most of the listeners have been betrayed by their intimate partner. What is that mm. first thing that happens? Boom. It's that explosion of reactivity. And mm-hmm. what, what I hear so often with the women that I coach is it's like, I want a revenge cheat. Well, that's going to make everything worse. That's not going to make anything better. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. uh-huh. I'm going to instantly file for divorce and I'm going to take him for everything. And I'm going to, okay, you're throwing logs on the fire. Not, I, mm-hmm. I know you're hurt. I, no, you are hurt, but just clearing that reactivity, even if it's just a little bit, so you can then move to that L looking inward. Looking inward yeah. is I am hurt. I yes. have been betrayed. I have had my expectations, you know, owning that instead of I hate you. I'm going to make you feel the way I did. I'm going to take you for a ride. It's me. And then like, that whole emitting and activating, that yeah. is such an important step because, again, most of the women that I work with, when they first come to me, their focus is on hating the other person and they don't know what they want. I want to quit yeah. hurting. Okay, great. I understand that you want to quit hurting. I know you want to stop the heartbreak, but what do you want to move into? And that's the yes. whole emitting and activate. Is it power? Yeah. Is it peace? Is it calmness? Who do you want to be? And then, yeah, and surrender. It it did happen. This is where you're at. And I can absolutely see how that's going to bring ease. It doesn't change the situation, but it allows you to know what you're feeling, to feel it, to, to reach for that thing that you want. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I love the way you're in that space. I, I give you so much credit, Laura, for taking that on because, you know, I mean, that, that is the, so my core book, Emotional Detox, that was my emotional crisis. You know, you and I have talked about that, how we both went through the same experience. So I absolutely can relate and people are interested. That's what the core book, you know, was based on. Um, I didn't have as, as the, the guts like you have to, to dive in totally. <laughs> I just, emotional detox was just became my thing, you know, but I could see, I could see where, you know, you, you totally got it. I mean, you understand the steps. You, you already can feel it. I can tell and imagine just like I said, 10 minutes, you go through the steps and then you go through the coaching, right? Yeah. That, you offer whoever else offers um, because it just now, now you're not spending, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I don't have time. <laughs> and I, and I'm at a time in my life where I, I just don't want to waste any more time rehashing things anymore. I mean, we get this life, we've been blessed with it. Um, and it's pretty hard to get through this life without getting hurt. I don't know if that's possible. Right. It's not. No, no one's going to get out of this, you know? And so, um, it's about, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, how can I grow? But even in the book, I have page 112, cleansing infidelity. So it's a cleanse that someone like yourself who works with people or someone who's in the situation. But I think something as intense as what you're coaching on, I do think it's helpful. I didn't have that support, but um, I definitely think it could have benefited. What was tough for me, which you and I have talked about, is you go online and you look at some of these groups and 
oh my gosh, it's awful. Like what you're saying. And I was like, I, this is not going to help anybody, right? Getting sucked into this. And so I was quickly in and out. <laughs> I joined and then I left, right? Um, so it's good to know there's people like you out in the world that are looking to put a different spin and who have done the work, right? Who have done it. She's not just talking about it. She's done it and she lives it. And so, um, so yes, that's, that is a very specific cleanse in here. Of course I had to have that cleanse and it's difficult, but yes, but it is possible to heal Mm -hmm. and to grow and, you and I have talked about this before. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've got a prince I live with. Yes. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, what can happen on the other side when you learn to heal and forgive and to love. And, um, and there's, there are parts of it you can't deny. It's not a one way street, right? I mean, obviously, you and I chat had very, you know, that's why I love your summit conversation because we get like this, we start talking. But there's aspects of me that had to have been in a very deep denial, right? Which is a coping mechanism. And that is, you know, rather than feel, mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, or overwork, yes. you know, or pretend to do anything but feel when I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, it took a lot of cleansing for me personally to get through that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you talked about coping mechanism because that's what yeah. all of this is. That's what all those reactions are. It's, it's mm-hmm. our way of coping and yeah. there's healthy ways and there's not so healthy ways. And I love in this new book that you break down all of the different scenarios so people can understand, oh, that is a coping mechanism. Because I think sometimes we don't think that it is. You know, if you say scrolling on social media can be a coping mechanism. It's like, wait, what? Working out too much can be a coping mechanism. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 I mean, anything can be it. And, and the reality is, whether it's happened to you or not, it still affects you. It's still in your community. It's still in your world. So I always say, you know, if it's coming up, just cleanse it. Don't worry. Who, who's this belong to? You know, a lot of people say, well, I feel other people's emotions, right? So it's their emotions. It's not mine. And, you know, and they go on that tangent. I'm like, if, if it's bothering you, then it's yours to cleanse. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and we can't spend time, well, this isn't mine. This isn't my anger. This isn't my frustration. This is because I was around so and so. Well, honestly, it, that's not the way this works, right? If it's coming up in your awareness, just be grateful and it's an opportunity to, to cleanse it. But we're all around so much reactivity right now. And, um, and quite frankly, you're not going to know all the reactions. There's going to be things, you know, you're not going to be able to identify all of them, but what you can do is just be aware of the ones you do know, knowing it's kind of like a knot. And mm-hmm. as you, as you release one, the knot becomes a little looser and release, you know, they influence. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you feel like, okay, I, I'm, I'm released. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, it made me realize we haven't really defined reactivity. And I'd like to talk about that definition a little bit so, you know, listeners can understand what, what mm. is reactivity? What, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I, I, I kind of threw it out there, but I probably should have been more clear. And it's how we make the uncomfortable comfortable. That is how I define it. I don't think I was clear in stating what I was saying. <laughs> That's um, a- so reactivity is how you make the uncomfortable comfortable. Now there's conscious ways that I'm aware of and then there's unconscious ways that I'm not aware of and that's where it gets a little tricky Um, but the good news is when you go through the steps because that third step uh, in particular is very powerful so I wrote I wrote a book called Mantras Made Easy that book came out before emotional detox like six 
six weeks before I even thought about emotional detox. I released that book and and me and I had a solid mantra practice going on for that book. I mean, I was like over the top mantra practices. And so I was buzzing with energy, right? Then the idea of writing emotional detox came to my mind. Um, and then, and then I went through my traumatic emotional experience and then it became, you know, then the cleanse came about. So anyway, I wrote mantras made it easy. I always knew there was going to be a mantra in the cleanse. That was very clear because I studied them so much. So that third mantra is the mantra of enlightenment. Ooh. Yeah. So when we go into that third mantra, which is emit in the steps, you are, you are saying the mantra of enlightenment. So I just want people to know that. So if you, whether it's conscious or unconscious, doesn't matter when, because remember you're connecting to a very sacred ancient mantra. Mantra has been around for, there's records between three and 5,000 years. So they're extremely, there's a lot of currency, very, very powerful. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Conscious or unconscious, cleanse is really a way of making, making you aware, making you conscious Mm -hmm. of what's really going on in this. You were saying clear as often as you need to. And I love that you said, if you're bothered, if it's bothering you, it's yours to cleanse. Because that kind of ties back to that example you gave of the meeting where suddenly you walk away with 10 other things to do. That feels like when people aren't doing their own clearing, they're just throwing it out. You fix yourself and you fix yourself and you fix yourself and you fix yourself and then I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or they micromanage. I mean, they, they micromanage or some people have meetings as a way to manage their emotions. Have you ever heard that? People say, if I have one more damn Zoom meeting, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. And it could just be that that person or people or company, let's say, manages the tension by having more meetings. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the way they control it right so we're looking at control systems management systems and they don't realize this is where it can be unconscious they think oh we're handling it we're dealing with things but then at the same time you have people saying i this is over i can't do my work there's too many too many meetings and then you give me 10 more things this isn't working out for me and people are quitting and this is where patterns can come so that's why my hope again is with the emotional detox now book to make it accessible for people to cleanse, even whether it's on their own or in groups, as well as the summit, you know, that you're a part of emotional detox now. And that is worldwide summit. That's free, by the way. We can talk about that later, but I really was important to me because I love my cleanse. Yeah, of course I would love everyone in the world doing it. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a good. I, I don't think. I think good teachers give you many perspectives, right? And so, for me to say this is the only way, right? And so, what that summit does is it gives you forty different ways, forty speakers that are talking about how they take care of their emotions. So yeah. you get the cleanse, but you get exposure and each one is so they have their specialties you know which makes it even more special so between the two i mean people can really get a lot of great information yeah and i do want to dive deeper into the summit but before we do mm-hmm. you mentioned yeah. i really wanted to i really want to go back to this yeah. and sometimes sure. people continue to have meetings as a way to make yeah. themselves comfortable because I feel like I'm losing yes. control. Everybody's working at home or whatever. And same thing, like in the infidelity situation, it's hard to control the other person. And yes, we can do our own work, but how do we share this with somebody? How can we take this to either our coworkers um, or, you know, a partner that we're trying to maybe work things out with or our mm. kids or our parents who now hate our spouse or h- how do we help share this process with people? So it doesn't come off like, 
you know, holier than thou, I'm doing this and you need to, or it doesn't come off as you need to do this because I'm perfect. What are, do you have any tips or tricks on how to share this cleansing? Yes. Sure. I'm sorry. My, my plug in my (laughs) devices, the battery looks like it's going, but, um, Yes. I, I mean, I think the book is helpful. I think you can sit with someone and go through the steps. That is a possibility. Um, as long as you stick with the steps and you don't turn it into, let's talk about this and that, right? <laughs> yeah. um, with my husband and I, that was a really beautiful thing to be able to sit and just go. He cleansed with me. He would ask me for cleanse, which was very sweet. Will you cleanse with me? And we would go through. Um, and that's it. It ends there. Okay. Because this is not a, you know, you're not going to be your own therapist here. Yeah. Um, but I think you can use it for sure in that way. You can say, do you want to sit down and cleanse? It's kind of like anything. If you turn it into, oh, now we're going to have a long discussion about, you know, what you've been doing or not doing, then you're going to lose them. Yeah. Right. You're going to lose them. So you have to, you have to decide, you know, what you have to, less is more, right? Keep it short and, and keep it. So you're providing space for feeling. You're not providing space for reactions. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're providing space for feeling. So that means you could take turns and one reads it out loud while the other listens. Or you could read it together out loud. For sure you could. And, um, but I would, if somebody's not ready, then I would, I mean, I never made my husband. He came to me, right? So I think, I think you just have to try it on yourself first. You don't want to sell something to someone. If you're trying to sell something to someone, you're probably reacting. Yeah. Right. So You're, it's true. another control thing, right? Another management. And that's where those of us who have been in that situation have to be careful because, um, you know, we just, we don't want to get to that, feel like we have the upper hand now because we can, we can, we can go into a little power trip. Like you owe me the world for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is that's harboring emotion that's not feeling that's managing right so it might feel good for a moment or two but it doesn't really serve anybody because there's no space for feeling there's no space for compassion there for love so feeling so here's where we'll land in this discussion, Laura. And this is what, after I wrote Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox for Anxiety, then this book. I remember, maybe I put it, I can't remember. Somebody quoted it the other day and they said, I got it from the books. I don't remember which one it came out of. But after all the cleansing, I, this is my philosophy. There's only one emotion and it's love. Everything else is a reaction. Ooh, yeah. Everything. Guilt, shame, fear. Anxiety, all of it. It's a reaction. Betrayal, infidelity, all reaction. Ooh, that <laughs> so <laughs> like every fiber of my being. Yes, yes. Because I'm so into the oneness, you know, the whole oneness philosophy, and the and that is that is so true. It's all love. It's yeah. all oneness, and. You're yes. right, whether it's politics right now or, you know, the virus mm-hmm. or, I mean, like any hot button issue. Yeah. It's yes. A reaction. I mean, that's where you'll, that's what you can look forward to is I'm not saying I still don't get angry and pissed off and all that because I do, but I really, the foundation of this all is knowing that if it's not love, it's probably a reaction. And I really believe there's only one emotion and that's love. And I, and that's what keeps me focused because if you start thinking, well, I feel guilty and I feel angry and I feel hurt, it really takes you off track. 
and you lose yourself and it gets overwhelming and, and people feed into that people. They will feed into it. Um, some people get something from seeing other people miserable, you know, and I, that's just the reaction, you know, um, but they do. So that's my philosophy and that just helps keep me on track. Yeah. No, that's so well said. And, and again, that ties back to what you and I were talking about before and what you mentioned yeah. today. Sometimes the online support groups, it's like mm. we want to bring everybody down with us. And then we're in this party <laughs> and pretty soon it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm in this muck. I've got to wash it off because it isn't love. Yeah. And, and it's not about feeling better. It's about feeling awful. And yeah, life is not about feeling awful. It's, it, our time here is short. We need to be in love and enjoy it. Yeah. 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 So sure. I'm going to talk way more about the summit because like okay. you said, 40 speakers, it's amazing. It's free. I 100% know that you are all going to want to be um, a part of it because you're going to get so much out of it. So please tell, tell listeners where to find it, how to sign up, what they can look forward to, what some of the speakers will be talking about, um, all of that. Sure. So they can go to emotionaldetoxnow.com or sherryannaboyle.com and you can sign, you can register. And again, it's free. It's free for five days. And then after the fifth day, because there are a ton of videos, I mean, let me tell you about the content. Everybody, there's over 40 speakers of interviews. Everybody has a specific topic because one thing that kind of drove me nuts, I don't, I don't know if you've been part of summits and I've been a part of summits online and they're wonderful. I mean, they really, I, I, I really got so much from summits, but the thing is, is a lot of times I don't know who the person is. <laughs> so I really focused on topic based and help presenters to their topic because I don't want 40 videos of the same thing, right? So everybody sort of had their lane that they were in and we all together uh, focused on emotions. The, the cool part is, is we also focused on the intention and the intention is to get the world feeling again. So I always believe it's really the intention that fuels something and and that's, that's what it's about. So it's free for five days, which is going to give you a ton of access to content and be prepared to clear your, you know, make sure you have some time to listen to some of those videos. My guess is people are going to pick the ones that they are really drawn to top the point, what one pertains to them. After that, the, the summit will be available for one year. So I will hold it in that space, which is again, emotionaldetoxnow.com and the individuals that decide to purchase the summit will get 40 more videos. So it's called behind the scenes. And that ended up being a really great addition to the summit because it got some personal um, information from people, from our presenters on their own rituals of practices. It was fascinating for me, Laura, to hear what everybody does for themselves. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really neat for the, the different ritual. Nobody had the same thing. I mean, there was some crossover, but there was more variation than I expected. And so in the end, you're really going to feel like, Oh my gosh, not only am I ready to feel more and react less, but I have like all these ideas and tools that I can tap into now or, or they just validate what I was already drawn to. Um, but we're really excited about it. I think it's, um, I think it's going to be great. It's on Valentine's day, by the way. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> That's perfect. when it kicks off. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So and I did not plan that. It just kind of happened. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that yeah. because feeling there's such, it, it, it's such an interesting dichotomy. Mm. The people that I work with from people that I talk to, 
Everybody says they want a richer, more connected life. Everybody wants to feel. But then when you say you've got to feel, people are like, oh, I don't want to feel that. And I love the idea of having like 40 plus ways to feel. Because if you've tried mantras and you hate mantras, you don't have to do that. If you've tried yoga Mm -hmm. and you hate yoga, you don't have to do that. If you've tried, Mm. it's like saying, okay, I know what you want. Here are 40 different paths to get there. And then with the additional, you know, 40 behind the scenes stuff, here's maybe even 40 extra ideas. So then people can really Mm -hmm. practice. How do I feel feeling? And does this work or does it not work? Because it's really okay if a tool doesn't work. I love how you Mm -hmm. said about the variety because we are all different. We are, we are. And, and I mean, what, what works for one person might not work for another person. And we have to honor that. And I also think that again, the fact that everybody really focused on their lane really brought some substance to it, not just a interview. You know, but really hunker down in your lane and let's talk about emotions and what, and specifically, you know, we have ones that talk about business and we have ones that are talking about purpose and you're there, you know, for our, our betrayal and, and you and I loved our conversation. I mean, I was practically in tears after. So even though you've heard Laura before, you might want to hear it because you just never know what's going to come up in a dialogue and yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I, I hope that people share it because, um, I don't know if I'll do it again. <laughs> I'm <only> kidding. <laughs> it has been, <laughs> it'll be around for a year and then we'll, then we'll go from there. But it was, it, you know, it's a big undertaking, especially during a pandemic because my team kept, kept getting COVID. <laughs> oh, how frustrating. <laughs> it gets. Something done, somebody get come up, another one down. And finally, I've just been, I've really learned to just make it light and say, you know what? Let's just, it's not going to be perfect, but hey, it's going to be okay. I mean, the summit's going to be, you guys aren't going to miss a beat. You're going to, it's going to seem seamless. Right. But for me, I, I like to have things done like six weeks ahead and we're going down to the final wire here, but it's, it's, it's coming out great. Yeah. <laughs> And I I appreciate that you will have it up for a year too, because I know I am, you know, receiving information. Sometimes I need to sit with it for a while. And sometimes I'll sit with something and I'll think that really feels good, but I'm not ready yet. It feels too much of a stretch or it feels vulnerable or I'm sick right now. I'm tired right now. I'm dealing with, you know, my kids, whatever right now. So it's nice to have that there so you can go back to it so you can be like okay i've been processed i've gotten through my divorce i've had therapy my now i'm ready yeah yeah it's definitely going to be there for people and i i love to listen to stuff when i'm riding my i have a stationary bike or i go for a walk or i ride in the car and just these little tidbits and and you're going to get something i mean we had someone on feng shui on it how to feel your emotions through feng shui like redo your home wow that was really interesting yeah i mean it's just so everything everybody was so different and um so in the end you're gonna you just you're gonna feel different you're gonna i've even changed some the way some things are in my house or um, how I handle things, or I, I'm trying things that I used to poo-poo. I used to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I tried that, didn't work for me. But after the summer, I'm like, you know, I'm going to try that. And then lo and behold, guess what? It did help. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, I just, I just, for whatever reason, I had it in my head, like, oh, I tried that, didn't work. And then after the summit, I went back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned the feng shui too, because I know when my husband and I reconciled and he moved back in, one of the things that I wanted to do was get rid of so much stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like, emotionally, I don't want this bed anymore. I don't want Mm -hmm. our dishes anymore. There Mm -hmm. were like outfits that I wore. I don't want them anymore. And on the one hand, it feels silly 
But on the mm-hmm. other hand, it makes complete sense. And, and I love that yeah. I'm going to talk about that because our emotions are tied to our things and mm-hmm. we do get triggered looking at different things. So we do. Yeah. I did the same thing, Laura. Yeah. That was, that was part of my healing process too. Same thing is purging, purging, purging for sure. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, you're going to, you're going to get a lot out of it. And even communication skills. I have someone who on there, she's a, a doctor. I mean, they're all so intelligent. That's the other thing. I mean, you with your law degree and all these, I mean, they, people have really put their work in. Right. And she's going to be talking about communication. And she runs a hospital. So that was, that was another fascinating discussion because you gotta know how to communicate if you're running a hospital, right? Especially during COVID. And she found a way to really bring the humanness in and connection and help people. And she shares a lot of really good tips on, on dialoguing when people are in that emotional reactivity space, you know, when they're ready to walk out the door. What do you do when they want to quit, when they're upset, when they're done? What do you do? So we've got someone on there. Dr. Draven is on there. And I think that that was a real pleasant surprise after talking to her because I had no idea she ran a hospital. That's the thing about these kind of things, right? You don't know. You think, oh, well, they wrote wrote a book. I can just get the book, right? Right. But you get to hear what they do in daily life and, and why you know, and how they apply what they teach. Wow. That's fascinating. I can't wait for that. That'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I love that. So the thing that I want to end with, and this is kind of a nebulous question, but it's around feeling your feelings. And I kind of want to end with how do we know when we're really feeling our feelings and when we're, as opposed to kind of head spacing it and naming our feelings, oh, I'm angry mm-hmm. or I'm tired versus feeling it. H- how do we know that we're feeling? That's a very good question, actually. You, you can't know it and, and not pay attention to your body. There will be, you have to pay attention to your body to be able to feel. You can't not. So I think that's one thing. You're noticing your body and you're paying attention in a way that is open, right? So non-judgmental. And you're having thoughts because you're human, right? So we have thousands, 60,000 thoughts or something a day. But are you believing them? That's the difference. Hmm. So you're noticing them because they're, Again, a part of the experience, but you're really, you're able to, to watch them without following the narratives and things and playing them out because that, then you go into emotional reactivity. You believe the thoughts. You imagine the thoughts. You visualize the thoughts. And a lot of people do that. They visualize things that are traumatic and they replay it in their minds. That's not feeling. That's re-traumatizing. So it, Honestly, it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Yeah. And, and, and for, for, for just saying too, honestly, it takes practice that we can't mm. just say, okay, I've listened to the radio show with Laura and Shariana. I've mm-hmm. and now I got it. I'm going to feel it. Mm, yep. Here's mm-hmm. my body. It does take practice. Yeah. It does because that's the way we're designed to. The body will go back to trauma. And so our nervous system is designed that way. You know, it, it will, if we don't stick with a practice, it will regress, right? So think of like a someone recovering from a stroke. If they stop their physical therapy, they, they will likely regress right yeah so it's the same thing and research supports that so that's why back to your original question we need a practice and there is a practice for you there is something that would be feel right for you 
And ideally it's simple because you want to do it on a consistent basis. Don't put the bar up too high. Like I have to, you know, do a two hour hike a day <laughs> to be able to feel right. I mean, you have to, there's got to be, I mean, great if that's something you enjoy, but realistically you've got to have an addition to that. Yeah. A, t- a 10, 15 minute daily practice, whether it's meditation or yoga or stretching or, you know, but again, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you hear our speakers because it's not what you don't automatically assume. It is what you read about in these pop magazines and things like that. They kind of re, they kind of recycle the same 10 strategies, right? Yes. Once, yeah. Once you talk to real people like Laura and you hear from them, you get a real sense of things that you didn't expect. I love that. And will yeah. you share your personal practice as our closer? Sure. It's it's the cleanse. I mean, every day I get up, I look forward to it. It makes me get up in the morning. Um, sometimes I get up too early, but I, I, I love that moment where nobody's up yet and I can just sit with my cleanse. It looks different every day not the structure will always be the seven steps of cleanse but sometimes it sometimes i i i have no idea what's going to show up in the cleanse practice in terms of when you particularly that step two look inward Hmm. you think that you're processing this and then when you're in the process you realize oh this is what's weighing on me Right. So you just kind of go in with a beginner's mind. Like you really don't know what your body's looking to process that day and you just got to let it be. So absolutely. I also teach yoga. So I, that's another way I write. Mm-hmm. I, I writing is for me a way that I process what I feel, you know, writing every, every day I write. Um, it's not always to be published. I just get it out, just put it on paper. And if it comes out into something great, but a lot of times it doesn't, a lot of times I erase it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay too. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the cleanse and, uh, and just that's it. Those are my main ways. I love how you said, uh, on that second step, that looking inwards, how it's interesting how things come up because last Mm -hmm. week, I lost my cat two years ago. Last mm-hmm. week, I did a practice where I was looking inward and all of this grief from my cat came out. And I had mm-hmm. like this horrible few hours to process that. But if you would have consciously said, what's eating at you? I never, 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 never would have said my cat that I lost mm-hmm. two years ago, but it just came mm-hmm. out. That's exactly how it happens. You have no idea what's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it will come up. I promise you, it will come up. <laughs> it will. And it's, so, and it's so good to have it come up and to feel it and to grieve it and to mourn and to move through and to get to that yeah. state of ease. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And listeners, Emotional Detox Now. Go to that website, register for the summit. Um, what will they get as soon as they register? Will they get like a confirming email or what can they expect from they you? Will. They will. They will. They'll get a confirming email. It launches Valentine's Day, packed with self-love. And yeah, yeah. Register okay. now so, so you don't miss it. Because again, it's only five days, so it's going to go by quick. Um, but it'll be around for a year. Perfect. But, but it's, yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Listeners, register literally right now before you forget. Um, reach out after you hear my interview and then also reach out and tell me which of the other interviews spoke most to you from where you are at right now. Because I'd love to have a continuing conversation around that. Have an amazing week and always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough.
Tune in next time to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle, and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.